Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <coughs> Recorded live. Hey everyone, Hassan here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 5th, 2017. And this is episode number 140, titled Nindy Showcase because I couldn't come up with any better name other than Nindy Showcase, and that's the topic we're going to talk about. So, um, today I'm joined by Steve. Hey, everybody. Um, I, like your, I like your title. It works for me. All right. Awesome. <laughs> we got Greg here. Hey, everyone. Goodbye me as well. <laughs> and Barry. Hey, guys. It's short and to the sweet. Or short and to the point. There we go. Short and to the point. <laughs> I figured it's to the sweet. Uh, you like that? I will adopt that. Yeah. I conned the new phrase right there. Uh, there we go. There we go. It's like, hey, after 140 episodes, we're allowed just just normal, straightforward names. <laughs> so, uh, for those who don't know, uh, this is the Nintendo Fuse podcast, and we do this podcast live. It's very interactive, unlike your usual podcast. So, in this case, we actually are live uh, with our audio on TalkShoe, and we have a TalkShoe chat going. Uh, but then we're also streaming via Google Hangouts on YouTube, youtube.com slash NintendoFuse. And you can basically um, post your uh, comments in the chat, and we will then read your comments uh, on the podcast as well. So uh, we have a bunch of things to talk about, including apparently some late-breaking news I'm hearing uh, that I didn't even know about. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. So very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Um, the, I do want to give a shout out to Jakester, uh, who is in the YouTube chat as well. All right. So let's well, don't get started. Don't, don't forget guest five. Don't what? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Guest yeah, five. Guest five. Talk guest to five yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're better than guests one, two, three, and four. So shout out to you. Um, <laughs> so what have you all been playing recently on Nintendo Switch and maybe the 3DS or Wii U if there's, you know, if you dusted off the, the dust? <laughs> the dust. I'm gonna, I, I actually did dust off the dust on my, uh, Wii, my Wii U the other day um, as I was moving things around our, our new apartment and, and I was like, oh, you know what? I actually need to move that um, and because it was just sitting there by my TV and I haven't even touched it recently. So so I did. I, I moved it and dusted it off and um, now it's in a box. And that's probably where it's going to stay until I need. I really want to play like Smash Brothers or something like that. Um, and so I've been playing a lot of Splatoon recently, um, trying to get caught up with, uh, with the rest of you guys that are like already on level 40 or whatever. Um, so uh, I think I'm at 12 so far, um, but I finally got to try uh, Salmon Run. We talked about um, it on our game chat and everything about uh, Splatoon 2, and um, at the time, I hadn't played Salmon Run, but I played it a few times since then, and it's really fun. Um, I'm really enjoying that, and uh, as long as I get 
partnered up with good players. That's the hard thing. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, what are you doing? Um, but it, that's just that's the overall feeling about Splatoon 2. Sometimes you just get the bad luck um, when you get partnered up with people and you go, what what's the problem here? Do um, you know what you're doing? And then sometimes you get on a great team and it's great. And sometimes um, I'm sure other people are talking that way about me and wondering, what is this Steve guy doing on my team? He sucks really bad. Um, so, um, but that's what I've been playing a lot of. Too, and then, and also Sonic Mania, um, playing on a lot of that. So, yeah, um, Mike and I just posted a game chat on that last week as well. So um, you can find out further thoughts there. But it's a it's a really fun Sonic game, um, which is um, something I think I haven't said in a long time. <laughs> that we have a new really fun Sonic game to play, and I'm enjoying it. And I'm really enjoying it because it's, it's classic 2D, and I can take it on the go. Um, on Nintendo Switch, so it's been it's been really cool. So that's that's pretty much Splatoon 2 and Sonic Media is where I've been spending most of my time lately. Okay, nice. Both uh, both great games. What about you, Greg? Um, I am still stuck in Legend of Zelda: um, Breath of the Wild. I continue my replay on Master Mode. I'm up to 100 shrines even. All of four Divine Beasts are defeated. Just got a little bit more left to do, like defeat Ganon in the last 20 or so shrines. Um, that's the main thing that I've been playing on at home, but I also wanted to share with everybody that I actually tried out for the Nintendo World Championships uh, last weekend. That was a very uh, exciting time. Got to play a little small indie title. Perhaps you've heard of it. I don't Super Mario Odyssey. Wonderful game, actually. I was quite surprised. The controls are very familiar. If you've played like Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, even Mario Galaxy, you can still long jump and all that kind of fun stuff. I really enjoyed the little cool hat thing and possessing different things. I captured a human, surprisingly, a new Donk City was the demo level that I got to play. And then you had to control this little RC car. Um, that part wasn't very fun, but um, <laughs> just for a little moon tile, it was one of the 10 hidden in the world that you collect. I don't know if there's 10 total in the final version or if it was just 10 available in the demo. That guy I was standing with only told me there was 10. Um, there's also 100 purple coins to collect. Got whatever quarter of those or so. Those are a lot of fun to find all over the place. Moving on, I also checked out the demo for Metroid Samus Returns. As you see, I got these wonderful posters with every single, uh, for all three games that I played. Here's the one for Mario Kart 7. It has a World Championship logo on it. But uh, Metroid Samus Returns, I had a lot of fun with that. I took down the first boss and defeated uh, Metroid. That was uh, very fun to get used to. They really introduced you to like, the, using like, the melee attack that they've talked about and completely open to explore for the most part and obviously need power-ups to access different areas but overall I felt it was a very fun game to play and I'm looking forward to playing our review copy soon once Steve can cool. ship it out here. <laughs> oh Nintendo shipping things to me at my old address so then I have to get it shipped to me my new address and then ship it to Greg and Mike. It's ridiculous. 
So he might eventually get it. We'll see. Um, have you played? Did you play the original Metroid Two at all? I did, but it's been a very, very long time. I had it on the Game Boy Pocket. I played it on. Um, I did download it on the 3DS, but I I haven't even spent more than a couple hours on it. Okay. I was going to ask you if it if it felt comparable at all, but if you don't really remember, never mind. I think it's hard to tell because he's like so big. Like Samus was so big in the Game Boy version, but I don't know. I mean, it seemed like it flowed nicely, and I'd have to fire that up. That'd be an interesting comparison point, at least for the review purpose. Right. Well, that's cool. So the uh, so the World Championships. How like what was that experience like? Actually, trying to compete and everything. It was very interesting. I got there about nine o'clock local central time. Um, it was the line was maybe only like ten or twelve people in front of me. Surprisingly, this was on Sunday day two. I heard I heard stories about um, how it was much larger the day before. I think there was a little bit of forecast for the rain that day, but it actually held out until like well into the afternoon. Um, basically, they allowed you to register they gave you a time card they said you only get two plays as they said um but what they didn't tell you is that even after you get your two times you can go re-register again wait in the line outside and like play again if you really wanted to i didn't really have the time for that so i didn't try and also from talking with people the people that had the best time in chicago area were using the wall jump technique where you jump over the wall and after kind of like first few turns and you go right into the lava and then Lakitu decides to move you on to a different part of the course and you skip like part of the course. Kind of surprised that that would be accepted, but they yeah. didn't really watch you play. It was more just like you had to set down the system when you finished your race. Um, I don't they were saying you couldn't use the restart feature either. So it's like if you made a mistake, you had to complete the run and set down the system. If you didn't oblige by that, then your first run was immediately canceled. Like they didn't count that as a time. So it's so interesting. I, I, I was telling you, I remember the other day this my experience with the Wii Games 2010, and they watched us really, really close. And they like if we try to do any even shortcuts. They didn't. They were like, "Hey, you can't do that at all." Um, and so, like, it was surprising they allowed like a glitch this time, and they weren't even watching. Because to me, it seems like, I mean, like the Wii Games Championship was was really fun and everything, but I feel like the Nintendo World Championships should have a little more prestige to it. And like the like the fact that they're just like not as strict on the rules. It seems like like is kind of surprising to me um, because they were pretty strict um, when it came to the competition that I was in, but I don't know. It's weird. But I was like talking with the other people standing in line and they were kind of surprised that they even picked that course. I mean, surely they have to be aware that this has been around for a while considering the world record on the course. So there's obviously replays and ghost data of all of like people doing it. I don't know why it was never patched, but I don't know. That's, seems kind of frustrating. So it's like if you didn't know, couldn't do the trick, then you're basically out. 
just weed it through like, oh, if you know the trick, okay, you can have a shot and let's see if you can do it in two attempts. Yeah, like a very solid run. So I don't know. It was that part. That's kind of why I also didn't want to go back in line because it was just like, well, I can't even execute it. I didn't practice it. Therefore, why should I even waste my time? Right. What other games did you get to play? It was just Mario Odyssey and Metroid Samus Returns. Um, That was all they had. Gotcha. Well, they did have a, be interesting. a ton of stock of Amiibo and everything, too. I got 100 yeah. platinum coins for checking in on my Nintendo. Nice. That's cool. I'm excited to see at least, you know, how it all comes together on October 7th, I think it is, is the actual World Championship. So it should be at least fun to watch, even if the the way they did all the qualifying stuff was kind of weird. You know, at least the, the main tournament should be should be interesting, definitely. I know for the younger kids, they had a course that was basically straightforward. I don't know why they didn't just have it all on the same course unless they needed a way to distinguish it to the people reporting times. I don't know, but I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Interesting. Um, have you been playing any other uh, stuff besides... Um, uh, what you mentioned there with those games? Or? Well, I don't, yeah, I already talked about Breath of the Wild again, but I didn't really, haven't really fired up anything else. I've been wanting to do Splatoon 2, but I feel like that's just going to fall off until Fire Emblem Warriors, and then I don't know when I'll be playing it. But Gotcha. Okay. And even Mario Odyssey is next month, too. Oh, gosh, that is next month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time is flying by. Oh man. Uh what about yeah. you, Barry? What have you been playing? Uh well I, I haven't I didn't get to do the Nintendo World Championship. Uh it was, it was a little far for me. Um but I did uh get to go to play NYC where I was supposed to meet up with Steve, but uh a little <laughs> move said no. I know, um, I know. But uh I did, did get to play uh quite a bit of things there. That that was a blast. And uh, can't wait for next year already. Um, outside of that, I haven't played as much as I'd like to. Um, there are some real-world events that, that kind of rocked my world yet again that have taken some time. But when I did have time, I was going to do Splatoon 2. I, I haven't touched it yet. I know I'm the only one. Well, except for Greg. Greg, Greg and I are in the same boat. Um, but, uh, but instead, I'm like, well, I'm gonna, I, I finally have time now. But there's a game that comes out in, like, two days that I'd rather put my time to, and that's Mario and Rabbids, which I have been playing, and I'm right at the end of the game, actually. Uh, I thought I would like the game. I didn't know I would love the game, and I went out and bought the season pass. Like, it is a lot of fun. The combat is great. It's fluid. Like, people are like, oh, there's not much exploration, and there isn't in terms of Mario, but there is exploration in the world. There is incentive to go back through the world. There's extra challenges afterwards. There's two-player modes. There's you can go back and replay like missions to try to perfect your time. Uh, it it's just a lot of fun, and there's a lot of combo. And I've only used like four characters. I haven't even used all eight yet. So like I have no idea what Yoshi is like because you get Yoshi so late in the game. And I was like, I haven't even like I'm sticking with what works till I beat the game, and then I'm going to experiment. But yeah, it's just it is a lot of fun. It's the first Mario game I think ever that has curses in it, which which really threw me for a loop. Uh, 
Like it, it, it's the humor is great. Like it is so it's so well done. There's so much charm. Uh, although if you do close your eyes, sometimes you swear you're playing a banjo game because the music. Same guy, awesome music, but it's so it's so weird. Like oh, it just sounds like banjo kazooie, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's taken the majority of my time. I did go back and finish Blaster Master Zero, something that I never did. Uh, and I actually went back to Super Bomberman R um, and, and played more of the story there because they patched it. And now I can turn the camera so it's straight, uh, which is one of my biggest gripes in our was our second game chat we did. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm ready to fire up the 3DS again with uh, Metroid. I, I can't wait to play that. Um, the only other thing I did on the uh, 3DS was uh, Pokemon Shuffle, which I'm I'm at the breaking point. I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I did this for like two years straight every day. I'm done. <laughs> and then tomorrow they announce Pokemon Shuffle for Switch. <laughs> well, I've already given up on other ones. Like, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it again. Like, it's a great game. I loved it. It's just. The problem is, is it's a free-to-play game, so you constantly have to farm money, and you have to constantly, like, I stopped doing the single player, I've just been doing the special stuff, and it's just, like, I don't have the time anymore. Like, I used to spend all my heart. Then it stopped working with, uh, with tagging, like, I used to recognize my wife's uh, 3DS and give me, like, bonus stuff every 10 tags. Now it stopped doing that. It shows that I tagged somebody, but it doesn't give me anything, so it's like, whatever. It's, they broke it or something. I don't even care anymore. Like, <laughs> two years of my life. Mm-hmm. In that game, I've done enough. I've got my free, free money's worth. Gotcha. Cool. Um, I do want to give a shout out to uh, to Mike in the chat as well. Uh, and if you guys uh, in the chat are are playing any games, definitely post them uh, in the comments, and we'll 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 read them live. Um, so for me, uh, I've been playing some of Splatoon too, a bit more. Um, I can't remember if this was after the last podcast or before it or not, but I know I played a little bit uh, with you, Steve, um, and, um, and some of the other uh, uh, Nintendo Fuse folks, and we did some voice mm-hmm. chat and everything with the app, and uh, it was uh, interesting, I guess. Did you use that? Uh, <laughs> no. I have. I used a headset the first day I got it, and then I put it away ever since. I've never used it since then. <laughs> More reason for me never to open mine. <laughs> <laughs> probably. It'll look better that way, you know, as a collector's item or something in a box, probably. Than, yeah, it'll look a lot better on your shelf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but Salmon Run is a lot of fun as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool. I did play some Sonic Mania. Did get that, although I got stuck pretty early on. Um, so I got to figure it out i suck at those games but they're fun so you know it's pretty neat and i i just love that like there's few games that like my grandmother can even enjoy and sonic gets difficult but just at least like the first level you're just kind of jumping and moving so like i gave her the switch and had her you know i was like all right jump here jump here and she's like playing it she beat the first level including the boss and everything on a first try and i was like yes this is great so it was just a fun little moment um with that the attack um, sonic mania even grandmas enjoy it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she had played uh, Sonic the Hedgehog on the virtual console on Wii. Like, she had played, like, the first level or two. So when I showed it to her again, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, this game. Like, you know, it kind of, like, you know, reminded her of, of that and stuff. So that was cool. Um, but the main game that I've been playing a lot of recently, I'm going to echo what Barry is saying, Mario and Rabbids. Uh, that game is awesome. It I is. am really liking it. Um, 
How far are yeah. you? Yeah. I am in the second world. Um, may almost. Well, no, third chapter in the second world, maybe something like that. Um, so still got a decent bit to go, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those games like the first world. Like as you're kind of getting into it, they teach you each of the the pieces of it, and at first you're kind of like, okay, yeah, it's a little basic, and you know, you kind of figure it out. By the time you get to the end of the world, all the different uh, layers of stuff that you can do, like, really start to present itself. And it becomes really interesting because it's not just, I mean, I, I don't play too many strategy games, so I'm not sure how to compare it necessarily. But what's interesting about it is you don't just move, attack, this, like, and set things. You can pick, do I want to attack and then move and then use my special, or maybe I'll use my special then have this character move, then jump back to this character and have them attack, and then have this one. Like, you can really pick and choose what order to do what for each character, and that brings about a whole slew of different combinations of things. And it, it gets really interesting trying to do combos and stuff, and it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty neat, definitely. And and I love the, the animation, the story, the music. I mean, it's just, it's charming. It's, yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend it. Definitely. It's interesting because some of those stages, like, you want to separate your characters and other times, it's like, yes, you want to keep them together. So, like, it's discovering. Uh, I, I would say my only gripe with the game, which you haven't experienced yet, um, if you fail, like, if you die, you can just restart and retry, which is great. And if you're in the middle of one and you just have a bad luck, you can just retry again. However, in the last world, there are several battles that take place back to back to back with no breaks. So if you fail on like the third of those or you want to retry, you have to do them all again. Uh, and it's just like, that's a little obsessive. Like give me at least a little checkpoint or something uh, just because you have a bad turn. Like you, you screw yourself out. Uh, so like for those cases, that's when I turned on easy mode just because I didn't want the frustration. <laughs> like, all right, I'll take the extra health just to make sure I get through it. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it gets pretty pretty intense, definitely. So excited to continue playing uh, playing more of it. Did you did you when you beat the first world? Did you go back through with your new ability at all? Not yet, not yet. I, I want to at some point, but then I feel like so many worlds have so many different abilities. So I might kind of towards the end, as I have all of the stuff, then go back through them all. And and uh, yeah, I know there's so much more still to do when you go back into those worlds, but. Um, I like that. Like for people, just a straight strategy game. After you beat every other four worlds, you get a special ability that you can use outside, like pushing blocks or breaking blocks. And then you have to revisit the whole world, just going through all the stages, just trying to find, like, oh, before I saw this block that I couldn't move to get this item, now I can. So it encourages going back and just trying out and exploring. And it's really cool. And each world also has a special stage. I don't know if you saw that, Hassan. Each world has a hidden special stage that you need the ability to go back and get. So, like, you have to go back if you want to complete it all. There's, there's a lot to it. It's really well done. You know, Ubisoft did a, an amazing job, uh, and I couldn't recommend the game more. Yeah, they, they really did. It's really well done. Um, in the chat, Jakester says, Platoon 2 is the only game I've played since I got the Switch a couple months ago. I can understand that for sure, for sure. Um, so the next thing that I want to briefly discuss, I guess, is just the late breaking news, uh, which is that there's a new firmware update available for the Nintendo Switch. It brings our system to version 3.0.2. Uh, 
Um, if you are anywhere except for South America, the update really doesn't do anything for you. But if you're in South America, uh, they've finally brought online play to Argentina, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, and Peru. So if you're in those countries, you can finally play online in those systems um, for free until the paid service launches in 2018, of course. Uh, for everybody else, just your general you know, system stability as, as we're all used to. So yay, it's even more stable. So there we go. <laughs> um, but since we're talking about different games, I wanted to bring back a little discussion on some of the the games that Nintendo released recently, Splatoon 2 and ARMS, that you know are the types of games that really have that, or at least supposed to have that longevity. You know, constantly re releasing new updates, new weapons and maps and say different things, right, um, to keep the game going. So with Splatoon 2, they recently have, you know, they've been releasing new weapons. Um, they just re recently released uh, the Forge Splattershot Pro with the new Bubble Blower special. Um, there was a new Splatfest as well this past weekend, which was um, Flight versus Invisibility and Flight uh, 1. Um, and there's new maps in Splatoon 2. Um, these new maps, the Manta Maria, um, is new for turf war and ranked battles, and there's a lost outpost stage for Salmon Run as well. And with ARMS 2, they're not released it yet, but there's a new character coming uh, named Lollipop, and she's like a clown that's like candy-themed, sort of, I think. Like, it's it's odd, but yeah. as are many of the ARMS characters. Um, so yeah, so Splatoon 2, ARMS, either of them, are these games that, like, do you find these updates keep you coming back to these games? Are they, well, I guess with Splatoon, we already know with uh, Greg and Barry haven't really gotten into them yet, but uh, <laughs> but do you think, like, this strategy is, is working for Nintendo? I think it is, um, and it's it's one of the things that, that I get excited about Splatoon 2, um, because I was excited about with Splatoon as well. Um, I, I, I never got ARMS. So I think it would be the same way if, if I did get it. I'd be excited about coming back and, and getting it, especially because all the stuff is, is free. Um, and that's, that's really cool because it just gives that, the game longevity. Um, the thing I, that I love about um, Splatoon 2 and why I really enjoy them doing this is, is because the game is kind of limited um, in the beginning, especially online. Like I feel like I'm going back to this, the same exact places over and over and over and over again. Um, every time I, I, I play, you know, a Splatfest or or just a regular Turf War or anything like that, I'm playing the exact same levels over and over again. And so the more levels they bring in, the more maps they bring in, the better. Um, it's just variety. And and at the same time, I, I enjoy the different weapons. Like, I, I tend to find the, the weapons that I really enjoy um, and, and get good at, and then I just kind of keep using them over and over and over again. I don't try to – I don't usually venture out too, too much. Um, but it's nice to like, have that variety for people that do want to try different things out. And also it's, it's great for when you're playing against other people that they, you're not seeing the same weapons over and over again. Like you, you actually start to see other people. Cause I think in the beginning it was like everybody had the same five weapons, but now I'm starting to see a lot more variety and, and the game changes as well with that, because people are using different types of weapons and then they're playing different in different ways because of that. And so the game just evolves over time, not only in different locations, 
bust the different weapons and different modes and stuff like that. They bring in a different type of, of play with it. So I think that's also what gives the game longevity because they introduce like one thing, but that can really have a, a wide range of, of influence over the, the whole game. Yeah, true. What about you guys? Um, Greg, Barry, with, I guess not with Splatoon, but maybe with ARMS? Or? I didn't get ARMS at all. Um, that was not something I was too interested in, but um, I don't know. With the original Splatoon, I kind of lost interest kind of somewhat quickly. I don't think it helped that like other games like Mario Maker and other things really stole my attention, like hardcore and everything. So um, I do like that they are constantly updating it. Obviously, I would see the value that there's reasons to continue playing. Um, it's just for this, it's been a matter of time for me. I've been, I didn't think I'd get sucked into Master Quest. I had anticipated I've been playing Splatoon for close to two months now, but um, I just <laughs> really like Legend of Zelda. So unfortunately, that's been taking my time. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, for me, I mean, I have both the games. Uh, I haven't I haven't played ARMS recently. Um, I might go back uh, and play with Lollipop, or I might wait for another character or two, and then go back and like see it all together. Um, is is it a, stra- a smart strategy? The answer is yes, obviously. Uh, what's interesting, however, as opposed to uh, last generation with the Wii U, we were all clamoring last generation uh, when a new DLC came out, like. Oh my God, the you know, Mario Kart DLC! Like we can't wait for that, or oh, the new Smash character, because that's all there was. Like there was Drought, and like that was what was getting us through was oh, new DLC is out, who new Hyrule Warriors pack is out, who new Pikmin 3 challenge map, whatever. Um, that's kind of what carried us. Now it's kind of the opposite. Now there's a ton of releases coming out, and on top of that, you have you know Zelda DLC, you have Mario and Rabbids now DLC, you've got Arms DLC, you've got Splatoon 2 DLC. You know, and all this is complementing it. So it's suddenly giving us a problem that we haven't actually had in a while on a Nintendo platform, at least a Nintendo home console, is what do I play? Well, you know, Greg and I haven't touched Splatoon 2, but, but, you know, Steve and Greg haven't touched Mario and Rabbids. And, you know, I think, you know, maybe Hassan and I are the only ones with arms as well, Uh, you know. So it suddenly it's like we, we all get to branch and do our own thing, and we all have something to play. And that's something that Nintendo hasn't delivered in a long time. So it's not only is it a smart strategy that, that helped them semi-survive the Wii U, but it's now strengthening the Switch and furthering that soft launch focus for this holiday when Mario launches in the, ho- you know, the holiday season. And now, hey, I want to pick up Splatoon 2, all this content. Hey, I want to pick up ARMS, all this content. And especially those two games free uh you get it all right away it is interesting that i mean we've we've talked about that soft launch idea with the switch um and it seems like (laughs) nintendo's taken that kind of approach in a lot of their their games recently as well with arms and with splatoon and now splatoon 2 um that they kind of like launch the game with the with the bare basics and what they can get out and then they say you know what we'll eventually get the full release of this game out within a year on what it really can be, um, but we're going to launch it at the very basics and very similar to what they did with with the Switch system as well. So I don't know if that's if that's a good move overall. Um, 
I think it's an interesting move, um, nonetheless. But I, I mean, part of me goes, I'd, I'd like to just know what I'm getting when I, when I buy a system or when I buy the game initially. It's cool to have the whole thing right at the very beginning. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, they're offering it for free, so it's not really like I'm missing out. I'm just getting to play the game earlier than what I normally would have, than you know having to wait a full year to play the full, you know, everything. So I guess I'm not complaining. It's just, I guess I'm just acknowledging that it's interesting that they've taken that approach in in several different areas recently. In some yeah. ways, it's nice because you don't get everything on on card or on disc. And I think that's something that a lot of people uh, for the past few generations now uh, don't realize the negativity of it. Uh, come come down the road when the servers are offline, if you want to play a game and you have a disc of the game and it's version, you know, 1.0, uh, that's all you're playing. You're not, you're not going to be able to download those patches. And if you don't have it downloaded on a, you know, a game, on a system, you're not going to get, you know, that, that version 2.0 or whatever of the game. And the same goes for content. And there are some examples already of 360 games or PS3 games uh, where they released like a gold edition or a, a game of the year edition that had all that built onto the disc. And then like they lost the rights, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance is a big example. They lost the rights. The, the Marvel characters, the only way to play some of the DLC characters is if you have that special edition of the disc. That's the only way, period, to play the, that game. So, obviously, that raises the value. And it's not like an NES game where you pop it in, you have the whole thing. And the same thing here, down the road, when Nintendo turns off their online, which we know they'll do because they did it already with the, with the Wii and the DS, so we, we can you know, assume they would do it. You, know, you want to put in ARMS brand new, you're not playing Lollapop. You want to play Splatoon brand new, you're playing the single player and all those extra weapons, they are not part of it. You want to play Zelda, you are not getting the Kokiri mask and you are not doing the, the trial of the sword. That's not going to be there. Uh, and it sucks. Uh, it's, it's kind of the way the industry has gone. So there are pros and cons to it. Uh, the, only, the only way to rectify that would be to release the Game of the Year edition down the road, uh, which is kind of what Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is, if you think about it. Uh, you know, the Wii, ver- Wii version of Mario Kart 8 down the road, you're not going to play those DLC, but at least with the luck you can. Uh, so, yeah, it's a it's a wise strategy. It's also Nintendo. So even if you buy a game early, y- if you know Nintendo games, you know what you're getting into. They're, they march the beat of their own drums. Uh, it's not like a hit-or-miss company for the most part. They're mostly it. Uh, and you can you can justify it. At least I feel... If you like Nintendo games, you're going to like it, even in bare bones. I mean, look at Splatoon 1. That released very bare bones, yeah. and people still loved it. And the way the Switch is selling out right now, I think they're they're doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the alternative is they wait to have more content, and then you have these droughts, and that affects sales and everything. So it's sort of like a – I mean, I feel like it's almost like a win-win in that, like, For the people that want content earlier, well, then you buy the game as is and you get more content as it comes. If you feel like it's not enough, then wait. Maybe you'll get it even cheaper later, you know. So it sort of kind of depends. And and I think, you know, different publishers have different ways. There there are other publishers out there that release games that are extremely bare bones and then, you know, release updates later on. And that's kind of, you know, not so great. But I think like Splatoon 2, for example, launched with enough content to keep people satisfied for a while and then 
they've been releasing, you know, new updates steadily and, and um, the, the new stages, like even with salmon run, the new stage, the lost outpost, like I was playing in that, like, it's really interesting and it really changes the strategy a little bit. Like it really kind of, um, you know, adds the new dimensions to, to the gameplay a little bit. And, and uh, um, arms, I think, in my opinion, at least, uh, I feel like even though there's so many different modes, I feel like it doesn't have as much, uh, it doesn't feel like it has as much variety just because like I, there's something different about, let's say if I'm playing as one character in, in, in arms versus somebody else and you play 10 matches, those 10 matches are going to feel overall the same. In Splatoon, it's a team-based game. So no matter who you're playing with, it's going to be different each time, even if it's the same map and so on. So it's, I feel like arms is one of those games that, I haven't played as much just because it hasn't captured my attention as much. But once there's so many more characters out there, I think that will really um, make it more interesting and, and fun to play. Yeah, I think it's just the difference, the natural difference between a, a fighting game and and a shooter, uh, especially a team-based shooter. Because um, there's, I love like a Street Fighter and and games like that. Tekken. Um, but there are also games that, that I personally don't go back to over and over and over and over again, even if they release new characters, even if that sort of thing, because it's, because it's that, that same repetitiveness. And there are obviously people that, that are clearly like play this game all the time and they, you know, compete in it. And that, that's like their life. Um, but for me, like fighters have never been the type of game that I can really spend a long time with because it really kind of is the same game over and over again, where um, where Splatoon, because of the nature of the game, like you said, you were saying, that's an, it, it, it will change over time depending on who are there and, and you know, you, the different modes and, and stuff like that, because it is team-based. It's not just one-on-one the whole time. See, one thing that's weird uh, to me about Splatoon, and I do, I did like the first one, is that Nintendo is, has really been king of local multiplayer. Like, the N64, that was the bread and butter of that system. And it surprises me that Splatoon 2, especially, you know, with the way it is, doesn't doesn't offer more local modes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, <coughs> here's something that we haven't seen in a while, bots. Like, I remember back in the day playing, like, Perfect Dark, and like my friends weren't around. It was after school. They were all doing homework. I was doing homework. I finished. So I was like, oh, you know, I can't go over to my friend's house. I'm a kid. You know, I, I have responsibilities, you know, in, in terms of I, I don't have a car. I can just. So I'm like, well, let me play multiplayer. And I loved multiplayer, but there was no online back then. So you were able to do bots. And I was able to run through multiplayer matches as bots set different difficulties. And I made my own little league, you know, with the different bots and saw how it did and traded and, and all that. It was just fun. Like, you, why can't you play Splatoon 2 by yourself with three other computer bots on your team and against four other bots and at least just practice and have fun and play and ramp up the difficulty? I mean, you could do Smash Brothers with eight computers versus each other. Why can't you do Splatoon 2 that way and at least just have, you know, have fun like as another mode? Because when the online goes down, you're stuck with single player and that's it. But there's a whole mode that, that you should be able to just enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Even my wife was, was talking the other day. Like, I think it was the day that the Hudson and, and uh, Mike and Blake and I were, were playing and she wanted to play along with us. 
And I was like, I don't think you can. And as I researched it more and everything, you can't. And like, that would have been awesome because like, that's something we really enjoy doing is, is going online with like Mario Kart and being able to play, you know, people on the same system and, and it's fun. Um, but that was like in order for my wife and I to be able to, to play, like she has to have a switch and the, another copy of the game in order for us to both play online at the same time. And that's, that's unfortunate because not only can we not play local, like multiplayer um, with just one cartridge and one system, but now like it's been really awesome if we did, we able to do some sort of split screen. Um, and I know that it's obviously capable um, of doing it, but I don't know why they, they would leave out something like that, especially like you're saying, just because Nintendo is such has been overall like throughout their history. So like, like they put a lot of importance on couch multiplayer and to leave this completely out. And it is odd. Yeah, it seems like they, they don't merge the two. Like, ARMS allows you to do it, too. ARMS, like Mario Kart, you could have two people go into, like, the party mode in ARMS and, and each person. And, yeah, you, know, you can't each fight separate battles, but sometimes one player, you know, player one will be fighting in a battle, then player two will be fighting. And if it's a team battle, you know, player one and two will be on the same team uh, versus two other people who are separate. Um, but still allows you to do that. It allows you to merge that couch co-op with online. And it sucks, you know, like, you know, I'm in the same boat, you know. If my wife wanted to play and I was online, I'd be like, I would love for you to sit down and play. We've got the TV or one person on the TV, one, you know, game tech kind of, whatever you want to do, however you want to set it up. Um, I mean, the Switch is made for that local. It's got the Joy-Cons. That's the selling point. Two people play right away. Uh, you should be able to do that online as well. Right. Yeah, well, maybe it's Platoon 3. <laughs> I think it's kind of because it adds like a disadvantage so obviously if you have two people on the same team then like they can communicate and kind of work together and then that can form a different advantage I guess they would have to have an entirely different lounge to match up with like another council and I don't know if they've done like survey studies to see if like that'd be something of interest but hey, now, would, now let's, let's I, be honest for Nintendo just introduced the ability to use a satellite dish, a microwave, and a, and, and a toothpick to allow you to do voice chat. So that whole communication <laughs> thing is, is a non-issue. That way you can talk to your teammates. Well, the, yeah, true. their very limited edition of voice chat is just if, like, the four of us set up a room to play a match. So... Obviously, they don't allow it. If I just log on with three random people, I can't talk or do anything with them. So Right. Yeah, I think I, I get what you're saying, Greg, but at the same time, I feel like that is an argument that they could have, like, 10, 15 years ago. But, like, now, like, there's so many ways. Like, like if, if me and you were playing um, and we could just get on Skype, and, and have that conversation just like we were sitting in the same room and and totally have that same experience. And so, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't buy it, I guess, anymore. Like, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, I'd buy it. But nowadays, I'm like, I can have that same experience, like, sitting on the couch with someone, like, just by calling them up on the phone um, or, or on Skype or Discord or whatever nowadays. And so I just think 
I, I think it's something that they they should have put in. Like, I, I can't think of any reason why they wouldn't have. And, yeah, I mean, you have other games that experience as well, as well. I mean, like, I know, you know, different Call of Duties allow you to do that and Halo and different stuff like that, other shooters. And sometimes you have a little disadvantage because you're on a split screen compared to a full screen, but you just know that going into it. You're like, hey, I'm playing split screen this time. I might have a slight disadvantage because I don't have the full range of my screen this time, but that's that's the, the price I'm willing to pay to allow this person right beside me to play with me online right now. I think you found your reason right there why they don't have it is because they don't want that Call of Duty lobby where people are just cursing everyone's mother and everything like that. So I think that's exactly... And I'm okay if they don't, like, okay, like, that's the reason Nintendo, you know, doesn't fully roll out voice chat. Okay, but why not split-screen multiplayer online? If a company could demand that you get four Game Boy Advances, four link cables, and a game for the GameCube just to play multiplayer, they should allow you to just play with your spouse or your friend local co-op. There's no excuses at this point. They got away with that stuff in, two, in the early 2000s. They, they, you can't just keep holding them to that same – like, they, they can't be immune from criticism. I love Nintendo as much as the next guy but they can't be immune to this. This is an oversight. You know, I probably would have opened up Splatoon 2 earlier if I could just play by, you know, with some bots and just get used to it and not have to deal with that eight-year-old from Call of Duty telling me to go eat a booger sandwich or something, you know? Like, I just want to play and enjoy and understand and learn because we're coming so late into the game that, you know, people who are level 40 will obviously just look at us and go, ha-ha, boom, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think Nintendo, there's a lot of inconsistencies they have with it. I With local split screen, I think I can maybe see a case where technically it's the way they want to achieve with 60 frames per second, that sort of thing. And, you know, let's say with two players, they had to come down to 30 frames per second and they might put you at a slight disadvantage or not. I mean, maybe, but, but regardless of that, I think Splatoon 2 also has like 10... You know, like there's so many different, just inconsistent design choices just in general with that game. So I'm not really buying any excuses they have at this moment because I just think there's so many different things that they could do to completely reorganize it. Because every mode has a different, like different possibilities. Like whether you use the app to play online or local multiplayer or online play or Splatfest or Salmon Run, like they all have different options for you to play and it's mm-hmm. completely inconsistent. So that's where I'm kind of like, Nintendo, if there's some stance that you want to take, take it, but be consistent so I can consistently be upset rather than just be frustrated <laughs> at just right. like, right. but it's possible here, but not here. And then like, yeah. ah, that's just, that boggles my mind. But it's right. just, yeah. yeah, why not just pick another mode on there? Like for only people that are doing couch, local, and online, like a bunch of people doing split screen together. I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be surprised if that they did that. They're like, okay, you can only play split, split screen online with other people that are playing split screen online. There's another mode on the on the whole list over there. <laughs> not that I want so many already. Why not? I wouldn't you be know, surprised. Not? Exactly yeah, what I was saying yeah. what they should have done for that. Yeah. So we'll I'm see. We'll see. You know what uh, what comes with it, but um, lots of different laugh. things that we can see. After all this, they're going to release Smash Brothers, but only allow you to play it 
with an NES classic. Like, it's the only way to control Smash Brothers. Like, yep, there it is. If you don't have one, go pay the scalpers. You know, that's the asinine thing they're doing right now with some of this. And it it only works docked, but if you want it portably, you have to connect the Wii U gamepad and play an off-TV play with that or something. But you have to look Um, through virtual as well. (laughs) Um, Nintendo, don't listen. They they always listen to this podcast and announce (laughs) directs and stuff, so let's not give them ideas. Uh, but actually, this time around, uh, we kind of had a pseudo Nintendo Direct of, of sorts that, you know, instead of coming after the podcast, happened beforehand. So uh, recently, they had um, their Nindies Showcase, so all these indie titles um, that, for one one way or another, they're either exclusive to Nintendo, they're coming first to Nintendo, or console exclusive, or first to consoles, just some sort of maybe some Nintendo special features, some sort of special thing related to Nintendo that they have, and that is why they are called Nindies. Uh, so I'm going to run through the entire list, and then we can just kind of each talk about any that sort of stood out to us. Um, so Super Meat Boy Forever, coming in 2018. Shovel Knight, King of Cards, um, coming in early 2018, also to 3DS. So all of these are coming to Switch, unless I specify otherwise. Uh, Mom Hid My Game coming late 2017, also coming to uh, 3DS. Uh, Golf Story, coming in September. Floor Kids, Holiday. Wolverblade, uh, September. Poly Bridge, Holiday. Kentucky Route Zero, TV Edition, early 2018. Earth Atlantis, coming in the fall. Next Up Hero, coming early 2018. Steam World Dig 2, coming September 21st. Mulaka, early 2018. YOLO and the Celestial Elephants, October 12th. Um, Dragon Marked for Death, Winter 2017 to 2018. Uh, Battle Chef Brigade, Holiday. Morphe's Law, Winter 2017 to 2018. Sausage Sports Club, Fall. Light Fingers, Early 2018. Nine Parchments, Holiday 2017. And No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Again in 2018. Um, so, that is a decent amount of titles. What are you guys looking forward to out of that list? I, to be honest, like I need to spend more time. Like I probably need to when I, when I go back and watch that again because I think the biggest thing with those Nindies, Nindy Directs or whatever you want to call them, is they just they fly through them. And it's just like, bam, 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 game, game, game. And I was, like, making this list and trying to even, like, keep up with, with that was, like, too much sometimes. <laughs> like, okay, what, when did they say that game was coming out? And so, like, I actually need to, to go back through and, like, really try to see, like, um, spend some time with it and, and figure out maybe there is a the hidden gem in there that, that I wasn't expecting and uh, didn't really even know it existed because that's that's the big thing with these indie games is like I'm always finding things that maybe I didn't even give a second thought in the beginning and then all of a sudden I, I try it and I'm like oh this is awesome I'm so glad I that I eventually you know came around and got to play this um, but just off the top of my head I mean Theme World Dig Dig Two is going to be great um, I spent some time with it at uh, PAX East earlier this year and and it was great and so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And um, I think it is uh, Morphe's Law looked really interesting as well. Kind of interesting mechanic there um, that I'm I'm interested in looking into a little more. Um, I I'm I I didn't play the first No More Heroes, um, 
but I was intrigued by it, and uh, so I'm equally intrigued by this by the sequel as well. Um, I'm really interested to see, you know, where where it goes long term because they they said that it may stay with just Nintendo or it might go around. So I'm not really sure, um, but it's interesting that they, they need to come back to Nintendo for the sequel. Um, but yeah, I, the big thing that jumps out to me so much is is Steam World Dig Two. It's uh, it the first game was fantastic. Second one looks a lot, you know, a lot better. And um, but yeah, I know that there's more on that list. That I just need to go back and spend some more time with it and and really see, you know, give them some more time, look at the trailers a little more, read a little more about them because I'm I'm sure that there are some hidden gems in there that that right now I'm just like, you know, rushing right over. But then if I give it more time and I actually spend some time with it, it's, they're going to be surprising me. Um, I did mention Shovel Knight. Um, I think we talked about this in, in our game chat. Like, I'm not enjoying the sequel, like, or the other packs or whatever um, as much as I did the original Shovel Knight. Um, so I'm not looking forward to King of Cards as much. I mean, I'll, I'll try it because I have the whole pack. But... Um, but I, I enjoy the original Shovel Knight so much more than I have the the expansions. Gotcha. What about yeah. you, Greg? I share um, some similar thoughts to Steve. Um, I I really enjoyed SteamWorld Dig on 3DS. That was a great game. I'm definitely looking forward to see how they expand on that in the sequel. Um, I haven't got a chance to play any demos for that, so... Unfortunately, I don't have too much to go on besides just their initial trailers that I've seen and just the knowledge of the previous game that I'm, makes me really excited for it. Yeah, I do agree with Steve on the Shovel Knight stuff. I didn't really spend a lot of time on the previous two packs. It was mostly just to cover it for review. I would like to try and beat both of those packs, but I don't know if I'll have the time to do that before uh, the new one, the new the last uh, part of it comes out. Um, I do want to say those in Amiibo they did announce for do look really, really cool. So might end up getting those. Um, aside from that, nothing else had really stuck out a whole lot. There's other ones that I'm, I just want to rewatch some of the trailers just to see if there's other things that I might want to be checking out. But um, yeah, everything looks very good so far. And from what I can recall, but I need more details to figure out which ones I'll be requesting to review and or purchasing. Gotcha. Well, what about you, Barry? Uh, actually, there was, there was quite a bit that uh, I saw that I enjoyed. Uh, whether I get them or not all depends on uh, either review copy or physical release. But uh, just a quick correction, uh, Steve, uh, this is actually No More Heroes 3. Uh, there was a sequel already on the Wii. Uh, that's true. I forgot about that. And the first game did get ported to the PlayStation 3. Uh, right. So it, yeah, it eventually did. It's not exactly Nintendo exclusive, but I do kind of hope it stays Nintendo exclusive from here on out. Um, but, yeah, No More Heroes 3 looks great. Uh, I love the idea of going to six different video games, uh, and, and mm. that just it sounds like that premise alone with the craziness of two to 51. Uh, I just want to see how they work it. Um, Morphe's to me looks like if Nintendo did a second shooter to go along with Splatoon, Morphe's is the kind of idea 
that I would see Nintendo doing. And I'm really surprised Nintendo just didn't be like, you know, we're buying you and we're making this a new IP because it just looks crazy. Like, I love the idea that, you know, if you're doing really well, you're suddenly a giant, so you're a big target. And if you suck, now you're this little tiny thing, so it's hard to hit. And just memories of Odd Job and Goldeneye just come rushing back. Like, no! You know, so I like Morphe's. I'm not a big shooter fan, but I like the idea, the premise. It's, it's really cool. Um, Next Up Hero, I actually got to play at uh, Play NYC uh, and talked with the developer of the game. And uh, I'm excited for it. It definitely has a lot going for it. He also said that it was going to be a physical copy. So knowing that, it's a plus for me. However, he did say one negative, which is kind of what we were talking about before. It is always online because it, it connects to servers so that if you, you could you could find other people who have played in that session and raise them up to help you. So pretty much when the servers go down on that game, physical or not, it, there is nothing. And I, I yelled at him. I'm like, come on, at least make an offline mode uh, so your game doesn't become a coaster. Or... I guess uh, a little doorstop or wedge or something for the Switch version. <laughs> um, the, uh, I like Super Meat Boy, so seeing another Super Meat Boy is cool. Uh, I hope America gets a physical copy this time so I don't have to grab one from Europe um, because that's a really good game, and I'm surprised Nintendo didn't like do more with that or try to get that. Um, I'm trying to think what else was really... There were a couple little cute ones, uh, interesting ideas, just see where they pan out. You know, it goes by quickly. It's just nice to see, like, that Nintendo's like, hey, not only do we have this, you know, all, the, all these AAA releases, but we also have these indies. Uh, I just wish they had more AAA developers, uh, nothing against the indies at all, but just to get those bigger names. Because indies don't, don't sell systems. They're supplemental games. They are, oh, this is an in-between game, or this is an extra bonus. Um, but when you, you need more of the AAA, and it feels like the Wii U had a great Nindies lineup, uh, but it didn't carry the system, and that's true. This is just supplementary. It's great to see. It's going to help its launch, of course, but that's all it is. It's just it's more meat to the bone. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, definitely interesting, and I think it's, it's interesting seeing the variety of uh, titles that they have too, which really do kind of pad out. Maybe there's certain genres that they don't really have on the Switch. So these are sort of filling some of those voids, like Morphe's Law kind of filling that shooter void. Granted, it's not your traditional shooter, um, but it's, you know, kind of filling in some of these other little gaps that, that may be, be out there. So um, like that game kind of stood out a little bit for me. So kind of, curious so might look into it a bit more uh no more heroes as well kind of stood out a little um i think i tried the first game a little bit and it was it was interesting so i'd like to learn more about this one and and see um but you know kind of like what was said earlier it's there's so many games and it was so quick that i really just didn't get a feel for much of it so i think i'll need to sort of wait and see as the games release get more information more details on them um the, the main indie titles right now that I'm just super excited about weren't covered in this indie showcase, and that's Runner 3 and Rocket League. Um, and so I'm, I'm ready for those games. So day one, absolutely, I'm ready. Um, but, yeah, there's a bunch of other games that are here as well that, um, that, are, that are exciting. So, so lots of interesting titles on the horizon for Switch, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually, I mean, I guess it makes sense because a lot of these games were, you know, new new information so they didn't want to you know share 
you know, old information. You know, well, we already know that Runner 3 is coming. We already know that, you know, Rocket League is coming. But but each of those games do have some new aspects and everything that we're still learning about, like the, the you know, special cars for Rocket League and, and stuff like that, which are really cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I've seen a lot more about um, Runner 3 just from demos and, and stuff that other people have been playing. And it's really interesting how they're they're branching off from just the traditional um, runner game now that they have some level that you actually can totally control them, um, that you don't have to, you're not stuck in this constant run anymore. They have some levels where you move into like the 3D and you're going, you know, more, you know, forward instead of just right or left. And then you have like some driving levels and some, like, and some different stuff. So I, I hope that, like my hope that is that they still, that the that the game is still strong even though they've been kind of venturing out and taking this traditional runner in a different direction, uh, at least. I mean, I think the the main game is still going to be very, very similar, but but I hope that these these extra things that they're adding in is not going to mess up the game, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, very interesting to see what they do with it. So kind of curious. uh, and yeah, these are just all the indie titles, you know. And then of course we have your traditional, like your Mario Odyssey, which is of course going to be big. Um, we have um, Fire Emblem Fire Warrior, Xenoblade. Blade. Yeah, I mean, Skyrim. Like, there's so many. Skyrim, yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh man, yeah, there's a bunch, even just best this year. Um, and granted, a bunch of these indie titles uh, that we mentioned are coming next year as well, but. Um, but there's so much on the horizon, and so it's it's really interesting to to see the switch develop uh, with with its software library for sure. I, I I do think this is going to be our most like especially in comparison to last year's lackluster episode. I think this year's Game of the Year awards <laughs> are are going to be the most heated discussions we're we're going to have. Like last year's was just terrible because we had nothing to discuss. But this year, like I just, I just see it already. Like, you know, like everyone's gonna be something different. Like it's gonna be an actual, like no runaway. Even, even with Zelda, which should be a runaway. Yeah, Mario. But then there's Mario, like, Mario Odyssey, late, a latecomer to the year. So that could dethrone it. I mean, it's tough right now. It's like Zelda's big, but you never know. Yeah, Splatoon 2 as well, and then Mario and Rabbids, which has been a real surprise hit. Like that was even gonna be on my radar. Metroid as well. Uh, you know, coming out. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories is coming out. Pokemon. Don't forget Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm trying Seems to like the 3DS side will no. be <laughs> pretty straightforward. I think it's going to be the Switch side where it's going to be like, where does it go? <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be so straightforward. I mean, I can see you putting like Fire Emblem Echoes up there. Uh, and then there was Hey Pikmin and Mitomo. You know, there were other Mario Sports, you know. Yeah, I think there's the I think the 3ds. I think that's the one of the big things that I am forgetting is that the 3ds uh, lineup this year has been really strong. Like even though you know we feel like it's kind of on its way out, it's still got a really strong lineup this year, and they're putting out some really quality games. Um, and I think the biggest thing is like we were talking about many times already is that I'm running out of time. Like not only am I getting older and I have more responsibility and I just moved all the way across the country, um, but just in general, like I, I find myself kind of torn because I want to play more Switch and everything, but there really are some quality games for 3DS that I haven't even touched yet um, that are, are sitting there and I know they're going to be good. And I know that I'm going to enjoy it, but 
I'm enjoying my Switch so much that I, I haven't even turned on my 3DS in a long time. But I know when I do that I, I'm going to have a choice of like, wow, which of these like five quality games that are released this year do I want to play first? Yeah, I which mean, I got those games. you doing games nothing that... at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Like, I don't think, I don't, I think this year is going to be the, probably the most heated and diverse list of candidates we, we've had uh, as opposed to last year where I think we were scraping the bottom of the barrel. I mean, we really were. were, were I like, haven't picked a game from like three years ago. I, I don't think there was even a barrel for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt, yeah. And, you know, Amiibo Challenge from three years ago <laughs> is on C-Bliss. That's quality. That's quality stuff. We're going with, like, the DLC for the Street Pass Me Plaza or something. Yeah. There's nothing else. Like, that was, like, like the, our game of the year for 3D. I don't even know. Like, that was, like, what else is there? And Steve also, remember uh, Bayonetta 2 and like it was already out right. for a couple years? Yeah, I picked the re-release of it as the uh, <laughs> as as the winner. Uh, <laughs> a good, good, good laugh. We'll listen to our game of the year last year. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it'll be very interesting. It's fast approaching, um, and uh, very, very interesting to see how it all plays out for sure. So um, definitely curious. Um, but yeah, so that I think is gonna you know wrap it up um, for for this episode. Uh, the next episode, as it comes along, will be uh, a little bit before the Nintendo World Championship. So who knows if they'll do any sort of other direct or something, you know, that time frame since they just did the Nindy Showcase and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, October will have the World Championships as well as Mario Odyssey. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other games in between. So Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem's cannibalized yeah. by going right before Odyssey, and Sonic Forces comes out right after Odyssey. <laughs> Yeah, Odyssey's a, a tough one to to go up against. But then again, I feel like, you know, I mean, each of these games is so diverse and that um, people are buying them. And people are buying these games are selling well right now. You know, I mean, um, I think uh, I think it'll be interesting to see the software sales uh, for, for each of these games, the, the attach ratio. Um, it'll be very, very interesting for sure. Yeah. And it looks like the hardware sale, the hardware, um, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, ah, they're in stock. The hardware stock is actually picking up now. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've actually started seeing switches in stores again now, which is great. Um, like, they, like I walked in Walmart a couple times this week and, and saw, like, one or two. A um, couple times that I've been to Target, I've seen, you know, a couple on, on the shelves. And so, um, hopefully, that means they're just picking up um, production and they're not just like sales have dropped off. Um, I think the production is finally just picked up um, is my guess because there are still people that I know that, that really want one and it's not like everybody's like changed their opinion of the Switch and they've stopped buying them. So my guess is that people just don't know that they're actually available and they can go in the store and pick up one. Um, not like readily available, but they, they are there. I, I've seen them, which is it's crazy. Like, And it almost makes me think maybe I should pick up another one. Like, I don't need another one, but I'm like, they're rare. I should get one. <laughs> they're Pokemon. Yeah. So you got to catch them all. Right. All five <laughs> That's what yeah. Tom's doing with the Joy-Cons. You've got to catch them all. 
See, luckily I, I, I don't have to buy a whole other Switch for those Joy-Cons, the green and pink ones, because I got them from Japan. So, <laughs> I, I think it also could be your area. Um, but I do think a lot of people aren't looking because they don't they expect why should I why should I go? They probably won't be there. But I think it also depends on your area in general. Like a heavily populated area, the odds of seeing them will be less likely than you know a less populated area, just because the the traffic in the store, you know. If you see them and go, oh, cool, that's, you know, they're there, they could be sold by the end of the day. They could be sold by the end of the hour for all you know, you know. Well, right. for the Nintendo World Championships, I did see the palette of Switches. There was at least, whatever, 30-some consoles on the thing. Um, so they did have a really good supply that day. I don't know how long they've lasted. It's not my normal Best Buy store, but I yeah, I get, it might have been a restock day. I don't know. Or maybe they figured a lot of people are coming and have them out. So I was like, oh, say, yeah, I imagine it's like... probably a tie-in to the championships. Like they probably did that on purpose. I would imagine. Like, oh, you like playing Mario Odyssey? Well, here you can buy the system right here today, and then pre-order the system, pre-order the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and it has been. I mean, they have been showing up more on like even on Amazon and stuff too. So. Like yeah, they're selling out, but they're at least showing up again, which is which is nice because I think they've got. I mean, we've said that on this before, um, but they've got to pick up the production and everything if they're really going to to meet a lot of these demands that are going to happen clearly when they start really. I mean, they've got excellent quality games out now, but they're going to keep even popping them out the rest of this year, and people are going to want this system. And like, it's going to be awful if if they have to just go to scalpers and, you know, buying from like $500 um, because that's unfortunate, but hopefully they'll continue to to ramp up production um, because I think, as we said, the demand is going to be, continue to be high, especially because they keep putting out these quality games. I just want to bring production because I want to see the Switch outsell the Wii U's entire life in the first year, and it very well could. Like, that, to me, would be a huge boon. Like, look, we failed. We're, we're succeeding now. We're succeeding so well that in one year we trumped what we did in five. Yeah. Absolutely. I could, I could see it happen. I could see it happen. It's all down to, you know, they can get their production stuff going and, you know. But we'll see. I mean, speaking of production stuff and demand and all that, I don't want to talk about it tonight because it could be a whole big topic, but we'll save it for next time. The SNES Classic. So by the time the next podcast happens, that will be out. So we'll we'll, we'll share our stories or of either successes or failures. We'll find out. You'll have to stay tuned and see what happens. But uh, that's a uh, that's a hot topic right there. So definitely uh, will be very interesting to see how that all plays out. So best of luck to be, anybody that is trying to get one. It will it will have came out like right be, right before the next podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the Friday before, yeah, because it comes out the 29th, and I think I was looking at my calendar, October 2nd is the first Monday, so. Yep. So we'll okay. see. We'll see. Best of luck to anybody trying to to get the, uh, the SNES Classic, for sure. Um, so, again, shout out to uh, to Mike in the chat. We had Ross uh, stop by in the chat as well. Jake, sir, shout out to you guys. Um, thank you for, for joining us and, uh, we'll be back, uh, on October 2nd for the, the next episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for listening and see you later. See ya. Good night. Yeah.
Oh, no, it's on. Oh, it's not again. working. All right, hold on, guys. It doesn't want us to end. Hold on, I'm closing. Trying again. Let me reopen this page here. I just have to like start doing this just just to be prepared. Just have to close it and reopen the page every time because it happens. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and this time for real. We'll see you later. Night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.